Hi, and welcome to Devo Weekly. My name is Tyron Field, and in this podcast, you'll get to hear devotionals every single Friday. Please enjoy, and feel free to send a voice message, and I just ask that you enjoy the show. To start off, we will begin with worship, so get ready, because worship starts in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome back to another devotional, guys. Today, we are working on Rescued to Rescue. So, let me give you some background on the title here. The title, I I, I titled it this for a very specific reason, and that is because God has came, if, if and when we ask God to come in, and be our salvation. We ask Jesus to come into our hearts. For one, we are rescued. And we're immediately pulled out of that darkness we've lived in. For however long we've lived in it. But sometimes it kind of just stops there for some people. So, oh yeah, I have Jesus in my heart. I follow Jesus. You know. But they forget the other part. He doesn't just rescue you. To then just sit there and just, you know, go to church and do the same old thing. Just, oh yeah, I go to church on Sundays. Oh, I go to church on Wednesdays. See, He rescues us so we can also help find others who are lost that need to be rescued. So today we're going to start in Romans 9, 1-4. through 4, And it says, this is Paul speaking by the way. And it says, I am in Christ, and I am telling you the truth. I do not lie. My feelings are ruled by the Holy Spirit, and they tell me that I am not lying. I have great sorrow and always feel much sadness for the Jewish people. I wish I could help my Jewish brothers. My people, I would even wish that I were cursed and cut off from Christ if that would help them. They, whoops, hold on a second. They are the people of Israel. They were God's chosen children. They have the glory of God in the agreements that God made between himself and his people. God gave them the law of Moses and the right way of worship. And God gave his promises to them. They are descendants of our great ancestors. And they are the earthly family of Christ. Christ is God over all. Praise him forever. Amen. So, What Paul is saying is that he has let God rule his spirit. He has let God come in and take full control in every aspect of his life, which a lot of us have done. And, but once again, like I was saying, we're we're also called to go and help rescue the others that are lost, the other lost sheep in this world. And here's, here's the catch. He doesn't just come to save us. He comes to save even the people that are lost. Maybe even the people that bully you or pester you. Or maybe they aren't a good friend to you. Or maybe they're not a good person to you. He loves them just like He loves you. And He wants to rescue them just like He's already rescued you. So, even the people that we don't get along with 
they too have God's promises just like we do. God promises us that through through Him we can do anything. And God promises us that by His stripes we are healed. Well, that goes the same for all those, even those who persecute you on your faith. So moving on, we go to Romans 10, 1 through 4, and it says, Brothers, the thing I want most is for all the Jews to be saved, that my prayer to God, I can say this about them. They really try to follow God, but they do not know the right way. They did not know the way that God makes people right with Him, and they tried to make themselves right in their own way. So they did not accept God's way of making people right. Christ ended the law so that everyone who believes in Him may be right with God. So going into this portion, this is just another, it's the same thing. We are called to rescue the lost sheep. It doesn't matter who you are. Maybe you don't feel called to ministry, but you are called to help rescue. Whether you are called to ministry, to worship, whatever it is, you're still called to rescue. And in this scripture here, it's talking about how these people that are lost, some of them have never even heard of God before. And just kind of just kind of put that in your head. That some people have no clue who God is. So how can we go and persecute them? Oh, you're a sinner, you're a sinner. That person's a sinner. When they may have no clue how to live a life like Jesus did because they may not know about Him. See, that's our part. That's where we got to come in and we got to let God use us in those situations to show them the way that Jesus, how Jesus came to earth and how He came and he died for all of us for all our sins forever and ever. We got to show them that path and we got to help guide that light into their lives and plant the seed. Christ when when he came and died for us, he ended the law. He ended the law of our sins, how we don't have to go and sacrifice an animal or anything like that we don't have to do that anymore obviously he came and did that for us to get rid of that so that all we have to do is ask for his forgiveness and this is promised even to the lost and we got to get to the lost so here's a question for you could the lost be opportunities to bring them to Christ, and not just the lost, even the people that bug you and maybe are not nice to you, they're even. They also are opportunities. So just keep that in mind. And the next time you're being picked on, if you're, you know, if you're in high school or middle school or whatever, if you, the next time you are just getting beat down by somebody, you know, maybe ask them if they're okay. Be like, hey, what's it? do you have something going on? Like, I'm here for you if you ever need it. Just saying something like that, that immediately will not only shock them, but that will probably change their attitude and how they treat you. Because they may not know that somebody may care. And this doesn't even just go for kids who are still in school. This goes for anybody, even at work, adults even. If you're going through something or if you have somebody that's 
struggling with something or maybe hasn't been in the greatest mood, ask them how they're doing. You know, chase after that and be willing to step out and give your time to them. Because that sometimes stepping out and just giving your time to them changes completely how they have been living and how they have been maybe feeling sad or depressed or mad or whatever that changes their day and that lights up their day as much as you think it may not it really does because there's been a lot of times where I have felt like crap and I maybe treated people not very nice and I just wish that somebody would have came and been like yo what's going on is something are you okay because no I may be like I'm fine I'm fine leave me alone I'm fine but realistically deep down I would have been so happy that somebody asked me and stepped out and really cared for what I could be going through. So in Luke third six Luke six thirty seven through thirty-eight, it's talking about how to not judge people. And I'll read it off. So it says, Don't judge other people and you will not be judged. Don't accuse others of being guilty and you will not be accused of being guilty. Forgive other people and you will be forgiven. Given you will receive, you will be given much. It will be poured into your hands more than you can hold and you will be given so much that it will spill into your lap. The way you give to others is the way God will give to you. So don't judge other people. Don't judge other people. You can't judge other people based on how they treat you or how they treat other people. You can't always judge right off the bat by that. Because a lot of times people are going through something and they don't mean to be mean to other people. They aren't even intentionally meaning to do it. A lot of times it's something else that's bothering them and then they just snap. I've done that plenty of times. Numerous times, I cannot tell you how many times that I have messed up and I have been mean, even to my parents. I've been, I've just snapped because I've had other things that are bothering me. So we can't be so quick to judge others based on how they act always. And not only that, it says give to others, give unto others. So what that means is that we got to give our time to these people. We can't just sit back and be like, oh, oh well, yeah, they yelled at me again today. Or, oh, my best friend's being picked on still, whatever. You know, like, we don't have to do that. Don't sit back in your chair and just watch it all happen. Get up, take the stand, and really get involved in that person's life and really intercede for them. Even though maybe you've, Ask them, hey, do you know Jesus? Do you know God? And maybe they didn't like it. Maybe they're like, I don't want anything to do with it. But realistically, when you said that, you planted the seed already. And what's going to help that seed grow is if you intercede for them. Maybe they won't come to church with you. Maybe they say no to you. Maybe they'll say no to your prayer. But even then, in your private times in prayer, pray for them and intercede for them and just pray that they will be saved in that based on how you are modeling Christ's light, based on how you're modeling how Jesus lives in your heart, pray that that 
what God is showing through you will go to them and speak to them in their heart and really just get them latched on to what you've already told them. Not only that, on top of this, I've I've gone through some stuff, some numerous things, and one of the biggest things I've struggled with most is forgiving. And this is this is major this is hard for anybody. I I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one. I'm sure there's a numerous amount of you people that are unable to forgive because of certain situations. Maybe it's big, maybe it's small. But we have to learn that we have to forgive because how many times does God forgive you for your silly mistakes or your big mistakes? How many times does He say, I still love you? I forgive you. I love you. And I am for you every single day, every second, 24 7, 365 days a year. I'm here for you and I forgive you and I love you. He's saying the same thing to them. And if he. If God forgives us out of all the stupid things we do, couldn't we forgive others for some of the silly things that they do? Just keep that in your mind. Next time that you may not understand why somebody is being the way they are or whatever, but think about that next time because that's a huge factor. Because I and I've really thought about that, and a lot of the things that I've gone through, some major events, I have finally, I've finally this just this past year, I have finally been able to forgive, and it took me nine years to forgive. A lot. That's a long time. And it some it may take you longer, and that's okay. But pray about it. Pray and ask God. Just help me forgive. Because we are called and rescued in order so we can rescue others. But we got to be able to forgive others. We can't hold grudges on them. And moving on, it says in 41 through, let's see, Luke 46, 41 through 42, it says, Why do you notice the little piece of dust that is in your brother's eye, but you do not see the big piece of wood that is in your own eye? You say to your brother, Brother, let me... Take the little piece of dust out of your eye. Why do you say this? You cannot see that the big piece of wood in your own eye. You are a hypocrite. First, take the piece of wood out of your own eye. Then you will see clearly to take the dust out of your brother's eye. So this goes along with forgiving. This very well goes along with forgiving. We can't be so quick to, and along with the judging part too. We can't judge so quickly when we may be doing the same silly thing or be doing the same sin. You got to check yourself and you got to look over what am I doing? What am I doing wrong? And not only that, not even that, you shouldn't just check yourself and be like, oh, well, I'm not doing anything and then go judge somebody. That's not any, any better. If, if anything, that's probably worse. But you have to just you have to make sure you're in check before you can say anything about anybody else and even then you shouldn't say anything about anybody else if anything if you know somebody's been sinning or doing this or that or maybe they're struggling with something 
You should pray for them. You should pray for them and intercede like I was saying because these people need rescued. I've needed a rescue many times. I've had to be rescued more than once. And guess what? I'm going to do everything. If God tells me, hey, a buddy in your class, he needs prayer. You know, I need you to talk to him. You know what I'm going to do? Yeah. You know what? I've been nervous many times. I've argued with God about it. But you know what? I know that my God is with me in any scenario. And in last podcast, we talked about never being alone. So anytime God calls you to go into somebody's life and go and speak to them, don't be afraid because you're not alone. He's going with you to help rescue that person. And He's going to speak through you the words that you need to speak for them to be saved. The goal of this message is to understand that God didn't just rescue us. He didn't just rescue us that go to church already. Did you know know even the atheists in this world, He came to rescue? Even the people that have done the most awfulest things that you could ever imagine, He is there. And He wants to save them, just like He wants to save you. The challenge in this message is to look over yourself. Look, Take a look at your typical day, or maybe your typical week. Throughout your week or throughout your day, every day or every week, How many opportunities do you have to potentially plant the seed that could rescue someone from their dark pits? And you don't do it. Just just think about it. And when you finish thinking about it, pray on it. Pray on it and ask God for strength and wisdom and confidence so that you can go and be the mouthpiece that God needs you to be and help get that light out to other people. God, I just pray for all those listening, God, and all those outside of this podcast, God, and anybody outside right now, God, I pray that all those who are lost just come to know you. And God, I pray for all those who are willing to take on your mission, God. And I pray for those who are willing to take that mission of going and being the mouthpiece you need them to be, to speak to people in their school, their workplace, in their homes. God, I pray that you would just strengthen us and guide us and give us confidence, God. I pray you just keep us safe. And I pray that you just help us all in any situations we may be going through. In Jesus' name, amen.